Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop clapping. I'm serious. Stop clapping. Welcome to Hass Awards. I am Mike Hass. I love talking about things that entertain me, and I know you've been waiting for this since the Stone Age. This is me awarding the best films of last year. Last year being 2019, the year of rappers dying from drugs. So, let's get into some great films. And television shows, yeah, I forgot to say that. I'm also going to be giving away television show award. Just the best show, not the best actor, <laughs> but my bad for not mentioning that. Let's get into it. This is my opinion, and it is more important than yours. And I'm going to be talking about which movies were special to me and which shows were special to me. Honestly, I love all the movies that I mentioned on this list, and these all these movies stuck with me as I left the theater, and all these shows stuck with me after I finished the last episode. And with the shows, it made me want to be more. Like, that's the reason I picked it. And um, with these movies, like, I just wanted to rewatch them again. So, all of these movies, I love to rewatch again and revisit. And actually, like, one of them being The Lighthouse, I actually got the DVD for. Um, thank God I got the DVD for this. You know, fantastic film, The Lighthouse. And, um, yeah. So, we're going to be dwelling into my favorite movies and TV shows of this year and awarding them in the Hass fashion so i want you to comment down below what your favorite movies and tv shows was of this year this year has been very big for me in my channel i started off doing short movie interview reviews none of y'all even know about because i did it kind of behind the scenes and didn't really tell anything about it. i was just experimenting with the way i wanted to actually do my film reviews and it was a great start for me but i delete i didn't delete all these views i removed them and then i did uh, a different way of doing the hashcast where i had my friends and it was a really unorganized mess but it was fun to make and I had some really fun times talking about movies with my friends on camera and I gained a following and then I started to organizingly do it by myself and I will be bringing my friends back but having them talk in a more organized fashion so let's get into the Hass Awards and just thanks for coming all right let's get into the uh best film award let's check out the nominees all right so the the good liar is up there and uh people like to say the Irishman is a meditation on old age and how you're making up for your past mistakes i mean yeah it was really good but um it wasn't the best of scorsese not even top 10 and the better version of a movie meditating on old age is the good liar it's a um it's about a couple that meet online and it starts helen mirren and ian mckellen and this couple meets online and the um old man decides to con the woman out of money so it's really like intense like he tries to take all the money for him and then a dark secret from the past is revealed about those two characters and it has a great plot twist and it's really thrilling it's surprisingly violent when i saw the trailer i was saying this isn't gonna be violent but it actually was in this like great thrilling way and it, was, it had these like really like twisted um dutch angle shots towards the end of it and i just this film's really mind-blowing and really a sleeper of 2019 probably due to it being british and starring older actors but it was the better older actor starring film of the year now, our next film would be Triple Frontier, and it stars Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, and Pedro Pascal. It's a Netflix film, and it's about a group of military vets that decide to rob a mansion uh, from a cartel leader, and they go through an adventure through the jungle of South America. And for me, adventure is one of my favorite genres, and Pirates of the Caribbean be my favorite adventure series. I think Pirates of the Caribbean, the trilogy is great, but the um, 4 and 5, no. <laughs> 
starts off fun, we're going to take money type stuff, is the movie. And then it dwells into some really moral questioning about why they would ever do this and why they decided to do this. And it's just a really compelling story in a sleeper hit of 2019. And um, there is a great unpredictability sense of the adventureness, and it really is unique. And the um, beautiful shots of the uh, South American jungle are just fantastic, and it was just great to see for me. And, um, and I just feel like um, the horror has been a more like popularized genre, but I feel like people will like to see um, like adventures really unpredictable, and that's why people are kind of afraid of watching it because they're like, oh, it's just an adventure movie, like you don't know what's gonna happen in their subconscious mind. But when they see horror, they know what's gonna happen. It's just gonna be jump scares and all that. But I feel like adventure there's more possibilities, and that's why I love the adventure genre, and that's why I love Triple Frontier. So that's why that's on this list. So, next film is Shazam, and it's the only comic book film of this year that actually brought something new to the table, and you might say, oh, the Joker brought something new to the table, it's about a loner, it, uh, uh, he wants to kill people because of how lonely he is in his bad life. Are you serious? Joker was a great movie, slightly. And it's mainly good for its performance, but the writing just borrows from Taxi Driver, the king of comedy, and You Were Never Really Here. You Were Never Really Here is um, him living with his mom aspect, and Taxi Driver's loneliness aspect, and driving through the streets of a really bad city, and the king of comedies. I want to make it famous, so I'm going to forcibly make myself onto a show and attack somebody who's more famous than me. So it's not really original. It didn't bring anything new. Shazam, on the other hand, is about a kid who is able to say Shazam, then he becomes this really tall superhero. And it's a really relatable thing because it really gets you in the mind of this character. How, what would you do if you had superpowers? Like, he starts off robbing stuff. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious. And it's just, like, really, like, sparkly with its characters and um the orphans in it are just really it just makes something really unique to the superhero genre instead of we're gonna fight some apocalyptic monster from freaking egypt who um wants to take over the world and make the world theirs again like it brings something new like the villain wants the power of the main character because he got canceled and didn't get it when he was a kid. Like it's you slightly, you feel really sympathetic for the villain, and the villain's very well played by Mark Strong and also Zachary Levi. Is kind of, I'm new. I'm now a fan of him. I'll about to go into his filmography. And he was in Big Mama too. Like Big Mama too. Oh my god, I love the Big Mama movies. Like they're pretty tough. And uh, yeah, Shazam was just a really sleeper hit of this year. I mean, yeah, it made a lot of money and it was well respected, but people just like to say that the Joker is a great film. It's good for the incel culture. Shut up. <laughs> it didn't bring anything new to the genre. Let's be honest. So the lighthouse, very obscure film about two lighthouse keepers that go crazy throughout the whole movie. And they, it's like basically take the shining, except it's two people trapped in a lighthouse and it's shorter cut and more competent and more like, I like The Lighthouse better than The Shining. I think The Shining's really overrated. But I feel like The Shining was really good. But, like, The Lighthouse is, like, is better. And, um, God, nasal drip got me, like, <laughs> dead. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> I'm just, <coughs> nasal drip, bro. So, I'm sort of a fan of The Shining. This is a more unique, better placed version of this. And it's got huge personality. And the comedy they're able to have on this lighthouse and the 
odd, ferocious masturbation scenes <laughs> really just get you a sense of this isolation. And the um, ending is down to interpretation and the way that they just go at it at each other. The two, like, really insane people. And you think, is there supernatural forces? Is this guy insane? Is that guy insane? Great film. All right. Also, I would like to express my love for the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino. I think this is probably his top three movie. Uh, my f- number one movie of Quentin Tarantino being Reservoir Dogs, due to it being more uh, simple and more competent, more like comprehensive compared to like other films such as like um, Pulp Fiction and um, The Hateful Eight. I-, I think that the Reservoir Dogs is probably one of his best. But um, Once Upon a Time is one of those films that lets you sit and relax with their characters and see how their life is able to change in a more positive direction towards the end of the film. And um, the film is just so comedically written by Tarantino. The film centers around one actor and one stuntman. They're pretty much buddies, and they work together. It is about the decline of their career and how they decide to pick it back up. And the ending of the film, when they decide to stop the Manson murders, yes, that is a spoiler. This this whole, like, L-word show has spoilers for each one of those movies. It, it just shows how they can boost their self boost their career by doing such a nice act to protect a actress um, by the name of Sharon Tate. It's just a great film and it is very like relaxing and you just get to relax with these character. Kind of reminds me of The Big Lebowski. How it's just like a, a relaxing movie, but there is also superficial elements such as him beating up like hippies who are trying to kick him off the ranch when he was just trying to check on an old friend. Such a great film. And it's a really great ensemble cast and also gets you in the location and time of Hollywood in the late 60s. And it's transition from this late 60s into the 70s, which was a different time for Hollywood compared to the 60s. It really just was a great film. One of Tarantino's best, he didn't try to do something that he was not. He tried to do something that was... um. Just about this character is trying to find a better place in life for themselves. And it was just very fantastic. And it actually reminded me sometimes of a couple Seinfeld episodes in, in a great manner. I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it is one of my nominated films for the best film of 2019 in the Hass Awards. Uncut Gems. And we got two more films left on the uh, best films of 2019. I know I've been saying a lot of movies, but... Uncut Gems. This film stuck with me as I left the theater. I mean, it's a thriller about a jeweler who has a bet on his basketball player played by who is Kevin Garnett. And he tries to dig himself out of this hole of debt that he dug himself into by get, selling a really big uncut gem and also winning a bet. And has some, to make up for its thrilling, intense moments that really get you on the edge of your seat and make your heart beat like, um, like, you know, goes crazy. And um, it has it makes up for these big intense moments with a small comedic and relaxing moments with each character is that like two characters that love each other. Adam Sandler and Julia Fox's character, how Howie and Julia, they love each other and stuff. And it really just has these small moments, but it's also a really big thrill ride. You know, it's 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 crazy, but it's it's a great movie. And uh, I'm a big Sandler fan. I think I love his cheesy comedies, but like. Like, The Water Boy is just a great cheesy comedy that sends a great message about, like, getting back at your bullies. And I feel like his whole entire filmography is underrated. And this is just another speck of light on his filmography. Now, our next film is Motherless Brooklyn, an amazing detective mystery. Uh, 
directed by Edward Norton and starring Edward Norton about a detective that has Tourette's syndrome and um, his mentor is murdered and he has to find out who murdered his mentor, this detective. And it really adds a spin to this genre with him having Tourette's syndrome and it makes his character more flamboyant and unique. And um, what's behind the mystery is just greatly affects the whole city that they're in and some conspiracy theory level stuff. Motherless Brooklyn was a great film. And it's just got these small it's got that jazz music and it's just relaxing, but it's also really thrilling. And um it's just like the end was good and the little jazz aesthetic really did it for me and uh, I really liked this. The winner is Thanks Killing, the masterpiece of horror. And um now nah, I'm joking. <laughs> Thanks Killing is the is a speck of dirt in <laughs> Thanks Killing. The winner is Uncut Pubes. I mean, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems just like it's just great nightlife, and it's just a smashing, thrilling story. And it's the gem, the end gem-oriented world just keeps me intrigued. And its humor is so dark, and its character is played excellently by Adam Sandler. And he tries to dig himself out of the hole that he dug for himself. And the ending was tragic in the best possible way and this film stuck with me i left the theater also due to its 2012 rap music and it being set in 2012 and it was just a fantastic film that is the winner of the best film of 2019 for the Hass awards uncut gems starring adam sandler directed by the safety brothers all right let's go on to their best actor of 2019 and we're going to start with edward norton this great man who in who's a detective and he has tourettes and it's just a great detective and he finds out about this new york level like conspiracy and it's just like wow it's just he played it with great and his chemistry with his love interest was solid and he was really good in this film and i'm a big edward norton fan i i, I think american history x is like his second best but like um fight club is up there and i think the incredible hulk is criminally underrated and i wish he played Hulk in later installments. Adam Sandler is a man who's just digging himself out of this huge hole of debt. And it's just played so very authentic. And he was great in, in this big panicking way. But he always kept his positive mentality. And um, he was just great in this. And Robert De Niro and The Irishman was solid. The Irishman's story was not that good. It's a bit too long. And um, it's a bit really just like... I, I Irishman was good in like the first half of it. But like I, I just... It, it should have had, what that wasn't exciting as compared to any other Scorsese films. And you'd be like, oh, it's a meditation on old age. You still gotta make it entertaining. <laughs> and it would have been better as a miniseries. It just would have been great as a miniseries. And you just watch it part by part. Robert De Niro is just great. He reflects on his old life in this epic crime film, but he's good at looking depressed and cynical. Like, really, just like about the horrible murder, murders that he executes. He's really good at doing that. Robert Downey Jr. plays the role that defined my love for films as a child. Iron Man's sacrifice was just fantastic at the end of Endgame. And it, the way he used to think for himself in the earlier Marvel movies and the end where he starts to think for other people and sacrifice himself is just well done. And uh, he was just great. I will miss him as Iron Man. He's one of my favorite characters of all of cinema. Now let's get into the last one. Willem Dafoe is crazy flamboyant lighthouse keeper who's suspecting the other lighthouse keeper to be going crazy but is it him is he going crazy this movie's not an interpretation that makes it the best but he brings this really flamboyant and comedic spice to the film and willem dafoe made this old grudgy like sailor he really just made the movie his character and the way he performed that dialect that was the sailor dialect i'm a big sailor guy i love pirates of the caribbean so his performance was great. The winner is 
Adam Sandler. The winner for the best performance is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, he just tries to be positive as he tries to get himself out of this hole that he dug for himself. And he just tries to maintain his positivity. And his confidence leads to his downfall. And this positive attitude that Adam Sandler brings to the table makes the ending ever so tragic. And it stuck with me as I left the theater. Uncut Gems was great. So, best actress. Let's go to best actress. Helen Mirren. She was a strong woman who wanted to get back at a man who did her wrong many years ago. She has to very articulate how she did things to lie to our main character in order to get back at him of horrible things that he did. And now, a great story complemented her amazing articulate performance and how she had to act the character had to act like she didn't know anything in the beginning. And it just made the story and her performance. The, her performance and the story made the whole film ever so interesting. And Julia Fox, she was a great part of the movie of Uncut Gems. The only good part, she was like the only good part of Howard's crappy life. Like, she made the scenes happy and just made a great happy performance. But there's a tragedy in the film. And, uh, yeah. the And also, our next one is... The Mermaid Who Gets Fucked by Robert Pattinson in the Lighthouse. Great performance. Great. No, just joking. I'm just, and I'm just, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Gugu Mabatha Raw was a great love interest in Motherless Brooklyn. And she fitted the story very well. And was just very pivotal to the mystery. And what was behind the murder in Motherless Brooklyn. Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate is another nominee. And she played a... She showed a positive side to the character. Instead of just being an actress who just gets killed, she showed the positive version of him. And Quentin Tarantino just showed her, like, fun a fun side to her. And it makes a positive... Like, the character makes Rick Dalton's career positive at the end of the movie. And she was just great in it. And Helen Mirren wins because she was just an outstanding... was really more of a standout than Ian McKellen in The Good Liar. Because you really felt sympathetic and happy for her when she gave payback to someone that did her wrong. And it was a very satisfying ending. And, she was, and when you get to see all the stuff that she articulated, you feel very proud for her. It was a great film. Good Liar, Sleeper Hit. And also, I haven't seen every film of 2019. And that's probably why there isn't a lot of other critically came movies on this list. But... This is what I'm awarding what I saw. I didn't see every movie, but from what I saw, these were just outstanding movies. Let's go on to the last award. The best television show of the year. The Boys is about a group of wronged people who decide to get back at abusive superheroes who did them wrong. And it's basically if Quentin Tarantino decided to do a superhero show. The dark humor is done in this amazing, violent way. And it's, it's just a great spin on the superhero genre. Very different. Umbrella Academy is about a once great superhero family who decides to get back together to stop the apocalypse due to a prediction from a long-lost brother who travels in time. And it's just a really well-written, and the bad guys aren't bad guys. Every character is fleshed out in the most satisfying, entertaining way. And I dug the show and had a great cliffhanger at the end of it. The Mandalorian is, I'm not going to say much on this. It's what true Star Wars is all about. It's all about drifter heroes and heroes fighting oppression and saving people that are really innocent. And it's just, and also Baby Yoda's in it. And uh, what can I say about it that already hasn't been said? And it was a great show. And uh, When They See Us is about four wrongly accused African-American kids who are dealing with the before and after effects of prison. And um, I love prison stories because prison is all about making do with the bad situation you were in and there's really great moments from and happy moments even though they're in a bad situation it's one of the most emotional shows i have ever seen 
and uh, it's just like you just feel so emotional, and you think of what could have been if they hadn't been in prison. It's so emotionally well done, and I just, I'm just getting emotional thinking about it. Stranger Things Season 3 is the best season of Stranger Things, and it's fun. It's about fighting evil monsters and Russians, but it makes up for it with great characters, and it just has these really amazing, like, fun teen characters, and as a teen, I can just relate to what the teens are going through in this, and also there's happy moments brought on by Alexei, the um, Russian, who's kind of just helps the uh, heroes out, and it's just, I just watched this in the summer with, like, one of my best friends like back to back to back each episode it made my summer that watching this with the this specific friend I watched it with really just made my summer and the times I had watching this movie just I mean show it's didn't make me want to see another season it's just I remember with that specific person it just really made my summer watching the show because the movie and the show is set in summer during 4th of July, and I watched it during 4th of July, and it just made my summer just fantastic. And who I watched it with, and all his friends I was with, it just... 4th of July weekend was one of the best weekends I've ever had due to the people I spent it with in the Jersey Shore, and this season just makes it on that list because of how I watched it. And also, the story was just fun, and it was a direct contrast of how my life was at the time I watched it. And this season meant a lot to me. So it gets the award for best television show. And it's just it was just fantastic. And I love Stranger Things season three. That's the hassle words. Thanks for watching. And uh Yeah. Twenty nineteen was a great year for content in general. We had some great music. 2018 was better for music, but um, overall for movies and television, it was just fantastic. Brought conclusion to some big franchises, Rise of Skywalker and Endgame. And I'm not going to put... I didn't put Endgame on this list because Endgame was more of a um, part of a 21-movie movie, movie, if that makes sense. I consider the Infinity Saga to be one movie, so... Didn't make it on all this because of that. And Joker wasn't on this list because it wasn't really that unique. And uh, there's too much laughing in it. I mean, it's just a Joker movie, but like... Sometimes I'm like, Joaquin, shut up. We get it. You laugh a lot. And it's, it's a study on mental illness. You're not sophisticated just because you like a movie that looks just like Taxi Driver. Like... <laughs> There's just so many other sleeper hits that came out this year that brought something different to the uh, table of films. And this year brought a lot of remakes and sequels, and I was just like, <sighs> I'm not going to go see the Lion King remake or Aladdin remake. I never even saw the movies that came out before that. Thanks for watching the Hass Awards. Thanks for listening to what I thought of this year's movies and TV shows. It's been a great journey. It's the early 2020, and I'm going to be getting a great short film out soon. I started a film club in my school, and I'll be casting out my thoughts to you on the next TaskCast.